Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for GWBC Radio's Open for Business. Now, here's your host. Lee Cantor here, another episode of GWBC Open for Business, and this is going to be a great one. We have with us today Yvette Gavin with Yvette Gavin Consulting. Welcome, Yvette. Hi, Lee. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, I'm excited to learn more about you and your firm. Tell us about how you're serving folks. So I'm helping people advance their careers and grow their teams through leadership training, personal development type training, and one-on-one coaching. So how'd you get in this line of work? Well, so I started way back in like 1999, working with a group of women, just helping them develop from a spiritual perspective. That sort of... um, poured over into my corporate work. So as I began to grow and move up the ranks in corporate, people started asking me what I coach them, you know, asking me for advice. And I started, uh, I said, yes. And it just blossomed from there, from having a heart and caring about others, uh, other people's careers. As a mentor, really, I later transitioned out of corporate and I started my own firm where I'm actually, you know, more in an organized way, teaching others how to advance their careers and helping companies grow their leaders so those leaders can actually grow their team. Now, um, regarding leadership training, is leadership something that can be taught or is that something that people are just born with? 100% it can be taught. Now, I do admit that there are some people who seem to have a natural bend toward leadership. But just because you didn't come into this world with a desire to lead doesn't mean that you don't have the ability or you can't learn how to be an effective leader. I'm teaching people every single day how to do just that. Now, how do you start with somebody who maybe doesn't see themselves as a leader, but they've been told, hey, we need you to step up here, but they don't maybe have the self-confidence or maybe the maybe they have some limiting beliefs based on the way they grew up. How do you kind of get them to open the eyes to the possibility that they can step into a leadership role? I think the training in itself does that because once you start working with someone who doesn't see themselves there yet, but others do, I've worked with people like that. It is helping them to understand why others see it. And because what I like to do is help people to see their own value, regardless of whether they are an extrovert or an introvert. We each have value. I like for people to focus on what they're already good at. So we start on a strong point where the strengths are. Typically, if I approach you to move into leadership, I see you as a subject matter expert and perhaps something technical. So learning the softer skills of how to develop other people and how to lead strong is something I can teach you. So for instance, I have a program that is that we refer to as Leadership Foundation. So we're teaching others just the core things that are necessary for a leader, how to be concise, how to really bring people together and from a diverse background and lead them, how to become comfortable with leading someone who may know a little bit more than you. All those things can be taught. And you're right, Lee, it is all about the mindset, how that person view themselves. And I believe as we learn new tools, it strengthens our confidence and allow us to lead strong. Now, um, 
Do you see anything maybe from a generational standpoint? Uh, I don't know if you're watching this now, but there's a special about Michael Jordan's last year uh, uh, in the NBA in his career. And at the time uh, that that was going on, some of the coaching they were showing is kind of that yelling at someone, I'm the boss, this is how we do things. And it seems like when you're looking at it through today, the lens of today, that maybe there's different strategies and techniques to get through to people. And maybe people wouldn't respond in the same manner today than they would, you know, what, what is that, like 20, 25 years ago? Are you seeing a difference in terms of when you're trying to lead from, in a generational kind of standpoint? I, I see it more not so much as a generational standpoint, but more as an industry. So, for instance, I do a lot of work with the Georgia National Guard, or I have in the past. So the way I work with a member of the armed forces is totally different than how I necessarily would work with a recent college graduate or a first-time, you know, manager who may be in his or her 20s. But it's not so much because of the age. It's more about the industry. So I, I work a little differently with people because of the environment is what I'm saying. It's why I see a need. Now, what I will say, a lot of my work has been with women. And I definitely see a general, I mean, a gender difference. Honestly, I do. Now, not all women are like this. But the majority of the women that I've had the pleasure of working with would be totally put off if I began to elevate my voice as I am trying to walk them through a concept of trying to shift the way that they think. Where if I'm there on the military base, people expect that from me. They expect for me to be stern, even the women. So they, so I look at it more of an industry thing is understanding my audience, who I'm talking to, and what will work there. So that uh, kind of reading the room, like what's appropriate in one environment may not be appropriate in the other, and a good leader is able to kind of make those adjustments? Exactly, yeah. So now when you're doing some of the work that you do in terms of executive presence, um, can you talk about how important that is if you want to kind of move up the ladder or really grow as a business person? Yes. To me, I believe it is everything. It is really what set them apart. I would refer to as people who are average apart from those who are excellent in their field. So executive presence consists of three key components. It's the way we talk. It's the way we look. And it is how we show up every single day. Now, I've worked with people who were strong technically. They knew their stuff but they weren't able to actually get that next promotion. When I say next promotion, it is getting above a manager's role where they become directors, vice presidents, and then, of course, the C-suite. People usually get there because they have great EP. They have excellent emotional intelligence. They know how to relate to people. They show up every day looking like that person who really is in charge. And they know how to relate well with others. So executive presence, in my mind, is that element that sets people apart. And I believe, especially when we're talking to our, our women, one of the things I hear from clients is that I know I'm better than. And they're usually referring to someone that is in a role above them. 
And I'm like, okay, if you are better, if your skill sets are stronger, why do you think he or she got the promotion and not you? For me, it typically takes me back to working with them in some one of those three components of executive presence. Now, is there when I look at each, now, sorry, go ahead. Can you share maybe some advice or some uh, low hanging fruit that a person can improve on so they can, um, you know, have show more executive presence? Yes, I sure can. People typically don't like to hear this one, and it is the lowest of the three. But one of those things is how you look, honestly. And I'm not talking about looking like a movie star. I'm talking about showing up polish and doing it in a way where, where it, is, it becomes your brand, that when you show up, you're that way each and every time. I'll give you an example. When I was in corporate, I was an IT director. One of the VPs actually came to me and asked me if I would mentor an individual within the organization. She wasn't in my organization. She was in a peer. And this is what he said to me. She has very high potential. I can really see her being the interface between IT and the business, but her, her physical appearance. And I was like, okay, what's wrong with her physical appearance? We could not, we could not, and I'm going to say it again, count on any consistency in how this woman looked each day. You know, one day the hair was red, and this is no joke. And I know people, I've, said, I've shared this before, people like, are you kidding me? No, I'm not kidding you. If anyone thinks that their physical appearance doesn't weigh in on how others perceive them and receive them, then they're fooling themselves. The other mistake that she was making in her appearance was that she was showing too much cleavage in a corporate environment. I always tell my clients, we must understand the environment. And you must understand that environment. You must get in the environment before you can change the environment. And I want to say that again, you must be in the environment. You got to be on the field playing if you're going to actually change any part of the play. And so I have a young lady say to me, well, I should be able to wear what I want to wear. Yes, you should. When you own the company. When you have all the money you need to run the company, because executive presence is also a key element in being able to get investors. You know, we see it on Shark Tank all the time. Many times they say, I'm not investing in your company or your idea. I'm investing in you as the individual. It's based on their story and based on the way that they presented themselves at that moment in time. So physical appearance and how you show up and how you dress and how you present and carry yourself. That has nothing to do with weight, skin color. It is about how you choose to brand your physical image. And that is the lowest of the three, I would say. Now, is that something that you see that sometimes people, maybe they make excuses or they play kind of this victim role that this is being done to me and focusing in on the things that maybe they can't control at this stage yet and then say that, oh, if this world existed in this manner, then I can then make a difference. And they're they're kind of setting themselves up for failure when really there's a lot of things they can control. And like you say, you can't uh, influence the game if you're not in the game. So uh, how do you kind of help them work through that mentally? Because I can see that as being a roadblock for a lot of people. They can't get out of their own way. They self-sabotage. 
you're absolutely right. I hear that all the time. And it's all is always about what someone else is doing versus what they are doing. And so what I try to help people to understand if you making if you're making a decision that you want to be in this arena, then understand the rules there first. And you must know that it's like my son plays soccer, you know, and, and he got a scholarship to, um, in college, you know, he played at UCF. If my son had taken the rules of American football and tried to apply them to soccer, he would have never been able to advance and earn a scholarship to play, actually, you know, on that, on that level. It is understanding what is expected. Then once you're there, then you can start trying to shape policies, you know, rules and regulations. But you got to understand what it takes to even get in. Well, Yvette, in your career, has there been any moment that's been rewarding or a story you can share that maybe you've had an impact and you realize that this career does really impact people's lives and it helps them in their careers? I have several, but there's one in particular that stands out to me. And it was the young lady that I had an opportunity to coach. She had been on her job for 10 years and she had tried on her own to get promotions within the organization. And it just didn't happen for her. She then began to look for a job outside of her current company, and it didn't happen. And so that led her to seek a career coach. Within three months of working with her, we were able to help her land her ideal position at her number one choice of a company. She moved from making about $72,000 to $170,000. That's almost three times a person's income, three times. It was so rewarding because when you move from 70,000 to, to 170 something thousand, it literally changed her life. And it's a life, it's a life changer. She is still to this day at that particular company and has actually been promoted twice since she's been there. So I'm very proud of that. An another person that comes to mind, I know you said one, but there's just so many stories that I've seen where the work that we're doing is truly blessing others. I have a, a major federal client where I deliver training. And one of my courses is on uh, personal branding. And in this particular course, I um, met a young lady and she began to write me. And one of the things that over a month she came back, actually, I got this at the end of last year, last December. And she said, Yvette, I am so grateful for the personal branding training. I've done every exercise in the workbook and I've applied those learnings to my actual work. And she was letting me know that she had just received her promotion. And this promotion, she was already a leader at within this agency but she had been promoted to a higher leadership role. Those things bring me personal, personal joy because I believe my purpose on this earth is to inspire, encourage, and equip by giving people actual techniques and tools and, and increasing their skills so they can achieve their goals and their purpose. So, I'll stop there. I could tell you many more, but I'll stop there. Well, it's amazing stories. Uh, can you talk a little bit before we wrap about GWBC? How has that helped you in your career and, and that organization? Has that made an impact in your career or your business? Yes, it has. 
I have connected with so many other female business owners. It's just been amazing to me. So it has increased my personal network, and I get encouragement from this group. But not only that, I've also grown financially as being a member. I am like a fan or truly that I am constantly telling people about the benefits of being a part of this organization and the, and the benefits of the certification. I have done business with corporate clients that have said to me, they're doing business with me because I am, I am a certified woman, um, you know, business owner. And I, you know, when I first started, you know, I was soliciting some of the local companies and they would ask me, do you have this certification? Do you have that certification? And the one, number one resource that I kept hearing was this organization. So I was like, you know what? If everybody else is talking about, you know, WGEBC, I'm getting my certification there. I know there are the options, but I knew this was the right place for me. Now, if somebody wanted to learn more about uh, taking their career to the next level, do you have an ideal kind of uh, client? Like who is the perfect client for you to work with? The person that you just said, that person who's already made up in their mind that it is the season for them to move forward and they just need someone to help navigate them there. The person ideal for me is saying, I am sick and tired of status quo. I am ready to do the work because it is work to get there, to do the work that is necessary to advance my career or my business or my or employees. Because I'm not just doing one-on-one coaching, but I have companies that, that will hire me to work and help develop their leaders. Now, if somebody wanted to learn more and have more substantive conversation with you, is there a website? Yes. You can find me at YvetteGavin.com. That's www.yvette, with a Y, Y-V-E-T-T-E, Gavin, G-A-V as in Victor, I-N.com. Good stuff, Yvette. Thank you so much for sharing your story today. You're doing important work. Thank you. It's my pleasure. I enjoyed this conversation. All right. This is Lee Cantor. We will see you all next time on GWBC Radio.